teenager who used her parents' ATM card to get money to hire someone to kill her parents should be ashamed of herself. <laughs> she had all summer to get a job and use her own money to hire a hitman. But no, she expects everything to be done for her. If I were her parents, I would be furious. <laughs> Um, wow. So coming up in a little bit, we've got Molly Hemingway on Nice Get Hanson as she wrote a book about the whole Kavanaugh hearings. We did a podcast with her a couple of weeks ago, and uh, she's getting a lot of attention for having been the journalist, the journalist, who pointed out to the New York Times, you got your story wrong. And they actually had to backtrack a little bit last night, so we'll explain all that coming up. Yeah, well, I uh, yeah, I would characterize it just a little differently. That you you intentionally left out a lot of facts that undermine your very premise, you liars. So uh, we'll talk to her. I'm looking forward to that. I mentioned there are some Emmys that were just announced. I do, I did I don't know how that works. Why are they announcing Emmy winners? I think it's the lesser Emmys. Okay, that they just announced. Well, the Neverland movie about uh, the Michael Jackson's accusers oh, just yeah, got yeah. an Emmy. The multi-part documentary for best multi-part documentary. Yeah, and Neverland is out with a statement saying, "How did a fictional account of Michael Jackson's life win a non-fiction award?" So, good luck with that narrative yeah. as you continue yeah. to push yeah, it out there. Yeah. Yeah. And I also mentioned that uh, the Colin Kaepernick Nike ad got an Emmy. Of course, it did. Emmy for best virtue signaling by a by an award show. Uh, and then a couple more things about TV. The Ken Burns, every time a Ken Burns documentary hits, it gets a lot of attention because he's so good at it. Um, country music is multi-part. 16-hour look at the world of country music started last night. Um, I've been a country music fan my whole life, and I'm not going to watch for some reason. I don't know why, but... I think um, you, uh, yeah, there's... Maybe a, if you're really into something, you don't right. need more. I mean, well, if it. you're really into something, you will find the treatment of it for people who are not really into it, fairly annoying. Yeah, that could in be. In my it. experience. That could be it. Um, but anyway, we got a thing here. How to watch Ken Burns' country music documentary on PBS without cable. How to stream it and various things. That's a, that's a huge thing right now. Mm. Anything that's on TV, there, I know there are websites out there, or tips on Twitter forever, how to watch it if you're a cord cutter. Yeah. Here's a way to get around this, get around that, or whatever. I'm looking forward to seeing that at some point. Just the early parts of it, especially as an amateur musicologist, I love... I love learning about um, uh, traditional American music and its various forms and the way it cross-pollinated and the rest of it. And, um, you know, I find people who are obsessed about one genre or another a little uh, vexing, a little annoying, just because it's all they're all cousins, country and blues and, and rock and roll. And, and jazz. And, I've become a big jazz fan, as you know, yeah. in the last couple of weeks. Bluegrass. I now, this is what I like so much about being a jazz fan. I've just yes. been nothing but jazz for the last several weeks, reading about it, listening, whatever. If you're into jazz, I've realized, you can look down on all other genres of music. Oh, yes. Jazz is maybe classical's above jazz, but yes. jazz is right up there with classical in terms of being able to look down on everybody. It's, your music's kind of pathetic and saddened for dumb people. Well, and you look down on fellow jazz fans, you know, once you get nothing but jazz fans in the room because their tastes are not sophisticated like enough. like Sunni and Shias, you have different kinds of jazz. Well, right, you're yeah, a exactly. person exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'll say I'm really into music, and somebody will say, oh, I'm really into music, too. I love Journey. You know, I can look down on them. Mm -hmm. So I'm really really enjoying the view from up high. As a country music fan, having been looked down on by other music 
people for yes. so long. Now that I'm into jazz, looking down on all of you who listen to your pop music, it's I'm really happy for you. Kind of sad for the for the just kind of dumb people. See if you can find a gathering of, of hardcore jazz fans who are into fine wine. And let the <laughs> condescension and the wine flow. It was mentioned at the Emmy ceremony yesterday. Jane Lynch was up there for some reason and mentioned that she pitched a modern version of Golden Girls to Netflix, and Netflix has picked it up, starring her, Jane Lynch, who is funny in everything she's ever done. She'll be uh, What's one she of the been women. in. I don't, oh, remember, I don't know who you that do is. You IMBD. Yeah, you do. So, you uh, do. Various uh, Waiting for Guffman. I'm telling you, yeah, don't. Style yes, the Christopher well, I don't Guest know stuff. her by name, no. goddammit. But you will know. Is, I okay, mean, that's you, what I'm saying. Okay. What's she been in? I'll find I'll find the big thing. All of those, um, who it, does those is movies? Is she the, uh, the gal who probably dates other gals? Yeah, well, it doesn't probably. She's she's big into that. She's the tall, skinny lesbian. I think lady. we should be telling her secrets. Yeah, she, the best of show. she tells other people. Best in show, all those Just, movies. I'd rather not talk about She's it. one person in every one of those movies. Okay. Um, she and Cindy Lauper and a couple other people are going to do a modern Golden Girls, which will Cindy almost Lauper? certainly be funny. And I think this genre is pretty interesting. The There's been a lot of it with guys. Not as many with women, recognizing that America is full of baby boomers, people that are in their 60s or 70s, mm-hmm. and they do movies pitched to them. So it's like spring break for a bunch of 70-year-old dudes. Right. That's what a lot of movies are now. Morgan Freeman, Robert De Niro. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Tim Allen. Exactly. Right. Yeah, that whole genre. And, and so, why not? And, and exactly why not? That There's a huge audience for that, so that's what these women are going to be doing. Nice. For the uh, female Cindy Lauper, you say? I didn't know she acted. I don't know anything about her acting. I don't know a dang thing. I remember her videos. Jerry, delightful. Molly Hemingway coming up. Uh, she has done yeoman work in discrediting the New York Times Judge Kavanaugh go, second go-around of trying to smear him in the just indefensible book that's out, I guess. And we will talk to her in, in moments, right? Well, watching... So I watched the Sunday shows yesterday... I watched Fox first, um, the Media Matters show with Howard Kurtz. So I heard the Kavanaugh story as just ridiculous. It was just a bunch of guests talking about how embarrassing it is now that the New York Times were in a story like this. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, oh, okay, so that's the take on it. Yeah. Then I watched Meet the Press, Face the Nation, ABC this week, where they took the story completely seriously, didn't include any of the how about this, they were pointing out on Fox, mm-hmm. and just interviewed various presidential candidates who are calling for Kavanaugh to be impeached. Yeah, And uh, Molly Hemingway was the leader in the Fox crowd pointing out the problems with the New York Times story. We're going to talk to her next, and I can't wait to hear what she has to say about it on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. was a sham. Um, I don't think you can uh, look at impeachment hearings without getting the documents. The House would have to get the documents, and the Attorney General is shielding documents. So that was one of the presidential candidates that came out over the weekend. That was Amy Klobuchar uh, demanding either more investigation or outright impeachment or resignation from Brett Kavanaugh, one of our Supreme Court justices. Uh, a whole bunch of the candidates piled on with that, based on a New York Times story that came out over the weekend. I'm not sure I've seen a more naked parade of, of ridiculousness. 
Impeachment. You know, except the previous Kavanaugh go-around. Impeachment calls came from Kamala Harris, Elizabeth Warren, Beto O'Rourke, Julian Castro, among others. Molly Hemingway is not only the co-author with Carrie Severino of Justice on Trial, the Kavanaugh confirmation in the future of the Supreme Court, but she is the person who apparently single-handedly went through the book and uh, and first exposed its notable exposed its notable flaws over the weekend. And Molly joins us now. Molly, how are you? Great. Good to be here with you. Well, thanks. It's it's great to talk to you again. So, uh, when you got word of this New York Times story, uh, take us through your day. What? How did you react? What did you do? Well, as yeah, as I talked with you before when I was on the show, my co-author Carrie Severino and I wrote Justice on Trial, which is this definitive book on what happened during the confirmation. So we were interested in what this book would say, and we saw what they put out in the New York Times, and it seemed very flimsy. But I also just read the book and noticed that they didn't include a major important piece of information in their article. So the article is about how someone heard from someone who talked to another person about a supposed incident. And so they say this should have been investigated. It's unclear why they think it rose to the level of needing investigation, even if it were true. But in the book, they reveal the alleged victim, uh, such as it were, says she has no recollection of any such incident. They kept that out of the New York Times. This story went viral yesterday. It led every evening newscast. Everyone said there's a credible new allegation against Brett Kavanaugh. turned out it's not credible. It's also not new. It didn't even rise to the standard last year of Senate Democrats taking it seriously. Um, Apparently it was told to a couple Senate Democrats, and they were willing to share all sorts of ridiculous stuff uh, for, for being further investigated. I will remind you of the alleged rape boat in Rhode Island, the nationwide crime spree that that uh, Judge Kavanaugh was supposedly engaged in. Those things were taken more seriously than this claim. So it's not new. It's not credible. The alleged victim says she has no recollection of it. And yet our media not just went wild, they're continuing to go wild over it. And they are uh, encouraging Democrats to call for impeachment based on nothing. This is why Carrie and I wrote the book, because we wanted to have definitive history down, because we knew the media would try to reimagine everything and come up with new things to make it sound like what happened last year wasn't as ridiculous as, as it was. And, uh, and that's why we got all those facts down and kind of laid out what their game plan is, which is exactly what we're going through right now. I read the New York Times book review every Saturday night. Did they review your book about Kavanaugh? The only mention in the New York Times of our book, which, again, based on more than 100 interviews with Supreme Court justices, high-level people in the White House, senators, people close to the Blasey Ford family, people close to the Kavanaugh family, the only mention has been when they admit that it's a bestseller. So they put it on their bestseller list, but they have never reported on our bombshell news that we've broken. Um, you know, even stuff that's not particularly political, such as how Justice Kennedy retired or what the Kavanaugh family uh, was going through as they were going through the nomination process, or the fact that Leland Kaiser does not believe her friend, which we reported first, got no mention. By the way, this book from these New York Times reporters also admits that, but they say that they don't believe her that they don't care that she doesn't believe her friend. Their gut tells them to believe um, Christine Blasey Ford, even though they found no evidence in support of her allegations. I'm not exaggerating, by the way. They literally say their gut tells them to believe her in the absence of evidence. What the heck is in this book? I mean, that's some thin gruel. 
I mean, that's using a quart of paint to try to paint your entire house, man. You are spreading it thin. I saw someone say, it's like they got a big contract to come up with all sorts of dirt about Kavanaugh, failed to come up with any dirt, but turned in a manuscript anyway. So it is. It's a lot of saying, um, it's it's a lot of gossip smearing and, and un- anonymous claims, but nothing even really salacious. The only thing that you could even kind of called new, which isn't new because it came out last year to Senate Democrats, is this mysterious claim from a Clinton attorney that's denied by the alleged victim. We're talking with Molly Hemingway, who wrote the book Justice on Trial, the Kavanaugh confirmation in the future of the Supreme Court, and she pretty much single-handedly forced the New York Times to alter their story that they ran over the weekend and uh, and delve into their social media and change some things around. You know, my to me, the lasting headline out of this, I think Kavanaugh will be fine and it'll settle down and it'll be one of these two-day dust-ups, um, partially because you set the record straight. But the, the lasting impression to me is the New York Times is just willing to do anything we need to have some news outlets out there that we we all trust and believe in at least some we all know that they're politically slanted but man this it's it's eroding even already my lack of respect for the new york times it's not just the new york times though you saw that the washington post took this false story and ran with it they're trying to buttress the claim or they're kind of just moving past the fact that it's all based on a false premise Major broadcast media led their news shows with it last night and this morning, even after the correction was made to the piece. It is not just the Times. The Times is particularly egregious, but we have actual corruption riddled throughout our corporate media, and it needs to be – so I don't – I wish I had a good answer of what needs to happen, but people need to stop falling for anything um, that is being put out that does not have corroboration. They need to demand more of people. They need to convey just how frustrated they are with these uh, media folks who just run wild and have no concern for the truth. Well, ironically, I think some of our formerly uh, respected, most respected media outlets are pulling down their pants and saying, look at me, look at me. So one of the comments on your Twitter feed that I really enjoyed, and this rings so true in my life, people I deal with um, and talk to about politics, it was John who commented that the Kavanaugh Railroad is the most politically clarifying event in my life and is why, as the New York Times seems intent on reminding us, I will crawl over broken glass to vote for a guy I don't particularly like next year. Jack and I were discussing this earlier. I don't think the left understands how they are driving people uh, into being Trump voters. Well, there is a problem with them being in an echo chamber where they all reinforce themselves. And I think what's interesting is, All of this, the Kavanaugh situation, but also the Russia hoax, are the result of people being unable to accept the fact that they lost an election. And so they break all sorts of norms and procedures and and, and ways that we have of interacting with each other, all in an attempt to oust someone, whether that's Trump or Kavanaugh. I think what was so clarifying about the Kavanaugh experience was that whereas with Trump you could say, I don't like it, but he seems to be a kind of, you know, kind of character With Kavanaugh, this is a guy who spent decades establishing probably one of the best reputations of any man in America who has friends who are willing to do anything for him because of what a good friend he's been, how well he has treated women. To see that they would do this even to this man was so clarifying that it wasn't, you know, it's not about whether Donald Trump is 
has ambiguous moral morality or whatever. <laughs> this is about the desire to destroy people who are politically on the other side of you. And it, there was no way you could look at what happened and, and come up with a different conclusion unless you were part of that far left cabal. Molly Hemingway and Carrie Severino's book is Justice on Trial, the Kavanaugh Confirmation in the Future of the Supreme Court. Molly, it's always great to talk. Thanks for the time. Uh, let's do it again soon. Thank you. Bye. Thanks. Yeah, it's amazing. I just, uh, I, you know, I'm in media. I understand how um, desperate some media sources are. They've got to get eyes and ears. They've just got to, and they've got to do it today. But everybody going wild over a story this thin, even, as Molly pointed out, after it's been largely debunked. I mean, that's a testament how desperate they are. It's sad, man. They're literally pulling down their pants. What's coming up in your news, Marsha Phillips? Well, the Saudis attacked, and we've got evidence mounting now that Iran was behind it. you got gas prices jumping, but it looks like interest rates are going to be going down. Coming up. Mm-hmm. I was talking earlier about how I'm into jazz now so I can look down on everybody else's music. Mm. feel like it's the music of dumb people. Very enjoyable. This guy texted, I play my own dissonant acoustic and electric ambient music and look down on everyone else. Mm. I could do that. Oh, you just you just don't get what I'm doing here. Right. Oh, you're into, like, scales and keys. No. God, oh, no. goodness. More of that. I'm... <laughs> yeah. So boring. Stuck well, in your Western Enjoy influences. the condescension. <laughs> it, it, it feels pretty good. Uh, Marshall's News coming up next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. this text because I know Joe actually heard it. This is a little more on the whole Kavanaugh thing. Last hour, Kamala Harris was interviewed on NPR about her call for Kavanaugh's impeachment. NPR even twisted open the stupidity of this story. Harris sounded totally surprised that they didn't call her to applaud her announcement. Yeah, the opening question was, uh, these claims are being made more or less without evidence. As a prosecutor, what do you make of that? And she stuttered and stammered and uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-u
that they were the ones who attacked the Saudis' oil facility. This is complex uh, military operation. I mean, to think that the Houthis have done this is, you know, beyond the pale. A&G asking Lyons, why would the Iranians launch an attack like this at this time? It got the Iranian effect of impacting the market, which is what their goal is, to drive up the price of crude. So anything that they, they're exporting, because there have been a de facto uh, embargo on Iranian oil through most of the world. But what they can sell, they just want to get more for it. And indeed, that's what analysts are saying. Higher gas prices are on the horizon. I like the feel of being quoted on my own show. <laughs> I, I, I think we are, I think the second half of the show ought to be consistent entirely of quoting us from the first half of the show. <laughs> It's very efficient. And then we get to go home? Is yes. That yes. Um, uh, that was I going to say. Oh, so does this mean we are seriously got them in the pinchers? The fact that they do something this desperate to maybe start a war to drive up oil prices? I mean, we ran that story earlier, uh, that, that information that's now out about right. how bad their economy is. God, that'd be great to see them collapse. What 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 happens next? Though? Yeah, that's a problem. That's uh, all. Saddam's gone. Hooray! Yeah, or or the whole Arab Spring. <laughs> right. It was just right. Meanwhile, for the second time in five months, Israelis are now headed to the polls. An April election left the Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu without a viable majority for the first time ever. On Tuesday, Netanyahu, the leader of the Likud party, hopes to maintain his place and continue as Israel's longest-serving prime minister. Yeah, man, uh, this this was good for him because he's he's a strong guy. I mean, he's he's super strong and uh, and a hawk. And you got bombings going on around the Middle East. This could be helpful to him. It's mm-hmm. almost unbelievably helpful to him. I don't think there's a chance he loses or his party doesn't gain. The Federal Reserve is expected to cut interest rates this week, and President Trump is saying it's about time. He tweeted the U.S. is paying a much higher interest rate than other competing countries, and he blamed the Fed. Trump adding, big interest rate drop, stimulus, exclamation point. So you may see your uh, interest rates getting uh, cut a bit. And lawyers representing local governments say the claims blaming the drug industry for the opioid crisis will continue even after one key company filed for bankruptcy protection, OxyContin, the uh, maker, Purdue Pharma, requested bankruptcy protection as part of its settlement plan that was agreed to by the lawyers for local governments in about half the states. So they will be going away, but they're going to be financing payoffs to plaintiffs through the profits of the sale of OxyContin. Oh, your mentioning of uh, half the states reminds me, and we talked about this a little earlier, that the state of Cal Unicornia has now banned state paid-for travel to an 11th U.S. state. So, among the 49 other <laughs> U.S. states, the state of California is gaining on banning travel to 25% of them. They're already over 20% because the other states aren't enlightened enough. Like the New York Times, the state of Cal Unicornia is becoming a parody of itself. You met 39. I know you know that, but I just Sorry? don't want to have to get all the text. We don't have 60 states. I meant 39. 49. No, of the other 49 states, we oh. banned travel to 11. Gotcha. Yeah. And one last note, because i got a tweet on this. Fans of Dancing with the Stars are going to be seeing a big switch-up tonight. 
Christy Brinkley is out. Her daughter is in. The 65-year-old supermodel fell and broke her arm during rehearsal. She broke her arm dancing? Yes. Wow. Her, oh, falling. Her 21-year-old daughter, Sailor, started rehearsals right away, so the tradition will carry on. She's but probably wearing super high heels and uh, tumbled over. That is, uh, that's not fair. I mean, you got an old model on there. She's on there because she's an old model. I said, hey, Esther. Now you got a young model on there. Joe feels like something unfair has happened in Dancing with the Stars. Well, I really need to look into the bylaws. I mean, is this oh. permitted? Well, apparently Nepotism so. Nepotism in TV? No. Oh, no. <laughs> That's your news. Not Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, that conscience of the nation. Well, some of your has-beens and D-listers are so old that they fall over dancing and break bones. <laughs> yes. Oh, boy. I probably would do that if I tried to do that twirly, bouncy dancing that they do there. In high heels? Oh, please. No, in regular heels, I'd probably break something. It's very You're, demanding. You wear the low heel of the uh, the older. The sensible flat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I absolutely do. Oh, boy. Do we have a good gur- gurgly Bernie? <laughs> Speaking of... Uh... What we are looking at is a corrupt political system. And that means whether it is the drug companies or the insurance companies or the fossil fuel industry. So we were talking about this on Friday. I'm sorry. I just didn't know. Does his wife. (laughs) Does his wife never say, honey, clear your throat? I just think he's got a ragged out old man throat and it's got a little. Determining what's happening in Washington or in this case. Wow. You got an NRA. <laughs> but I've never, heard, I don't think I've ever heard one, like, mental hiccup with him. Oh, no. No, he's sharp as a tack. Compared to Biden. Biden sounds fine. He's just a rambling old man. Well, and oh, at your suggestion, I went and grabbed the transcript of his uh, speech about race. <laughs> That whole segment is something. It's, 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 if somebody told me that it was a mental patient, and if you look here, you see the disjointed thinking. Right? <laughs> right. I'd say, oh, yeah, that's very sad, yeah. Well, and yeah. did you catch the, because you were doing stuff, the, the, the teeth slipping out of his mouth, that whole thing? No. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. So, Wait a minute. We've buried the lead So, here. well, here's one thing. I learned that dentures are not connected in the back. For some reason, I always thought dentures were connected in the back, like chattering teeth, the, the toys, oh. and they aren't. So his top set slipped out of his mouth during one of his answers. Like and all the way out? Well, a pretty. we got the video, but uh, way to the side, and he had to get his tongue in there and get him back up in there. Oh, boy. While he was talking? Yeah. But, oh, you know, that doesn't Lord. mean you can't be president. That you're, no! Uh, yes, no, it does. of course not. <laughs> But I'm going to wrap this chain around your head. Oh, hey, yes, you've been warned, Sean. So, uh, so th- th- no, yeah, here's the video. Here's the video. Here's the video when his teeth go a little sideways right there. You gotta, you gotta get the polydent going. There. Well, you gotta get the best stuff that they have out there. I don't understand how if you're see he's starting to mess with it already. I thought it was a lozenge. I didn't realize it was his teeth that had right, slid. Right. Um. Yeah, they just kind of slid sideways on him. Yeah. So the top three search results in Twitter for Biden, where the does the autocomplete thing, are Biden corn pop, Biden dentures, and Biden teeth. Oh boy, that's not a good look. Yeah, and that you know, no. you, you could be, you could have dentures at a much younger age, and it doesn't mean you can't be president. I just, I just would think you'd have the very best cement or glue or whatever they use if you're running. It makes for a difference, right? It does make a difference. <laughs> yeah, it does, Joe. 
<laughs> which is why you got to play the radio. Make sure to tell excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night. <laughs> the the make sure the kids hear words. <laughs> oh boy. And at the end when he jumps into Venezuela out of nowhere. No, no, I'm going to go over. Everybody else goes over. And in Venezuela, what, what, whoa, oh, what? Yeah, you hurt my neck there. <laughs> oh, boy. You gave me a little whiplash. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> More on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Lots of Cars music as uh, Rick Ocasek of the Cars uh, died over the weekend. 75, as Joe mentioned the other day, a lot of the music you hear on classic rock, all those people are going to die. Oh, yeah. They're all at the dying era of life, and uh, they're going to be coming the fast dying and era of life. Some call it retirement. <laughs> it, they're going to come fast and furious there for a while. Yeah, they are. So I've really been into the fact that George Will, one of my favorite columnists with the Washington Post, is in Hong Kong. And observing what's going on over there. And wow. I'm super into China. I'm into two things, China and jazz. Um, I'm super into recognizing... He's gotten into Chinese jazz. <laughs> He's a blast at parties, folks. <laughs> Complex stuff. I'm super into the world waking up to the fact that China is the Soviet Union on steroids, if you'll pardon that tired expression. And they really are. But George Will writes this from Hong Kong. China is out to become the most absolute dictatorship in human history. Let that sink in for a while. China is asshole! <laughs> yeah. In 1940, yeah. Winston Churchill warned against a dark age made more sinister and perhaps more protracted by the light of perverted science. That is China's aspiration with digital Leninism, which is an interesting term, an application of science through manipulative technologies that neither Churchill nor his contemporary George Orwell anticipated. With a steadily refined repression apparatus aptly called cyber totalitarianism, which yeah, again, they've they've got tools that you know uh, Mao and Stalin only dreamed of. And he goes on to write this: "To see what's in front of one's nose," wrote George Well long ago, "needs a constant struggle." I always remember that in my own life. That's just an interesting quote. To see what's in front of one's nose needs a constant struggle. Mm. You often you often miss what's going on right around you. Um, belatedly, the world is seeing. The Economist recently editorialized, the West's 25-year bet on China has failed. The wager was that market totalitarianism is an oxymoron, and betting China in the global economy supposedly would open it to the softening effects of commerce, which would be solvents of authoritarianism. The West's tardy but welcome disenchantment is, as The Economist says, the starkest reversal in modern geopolitics. If Hong Kong's heroic refusal to go gentle into Beijing's dark night is accelerating this disenchantment, the summer of dissent has been this decade's grandest and most important development. That is the world finally waking up to what the Chinese actually are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I worry that so much money is being made, though, that, uh, you know, as soon as Trump leaves, and the Chinese are, are slow walking him. Um, they're so slow playing them. They're clearly just dragging uh, these talks out, hoping Trump loses next year. And if he doesn't, they'll drag it out till the following. And we'll be back to some, you know, American president who's either a coward or thinks there's no win in this. 
we'll just keep making X number of dollars off China and putting up with their crap because there's no fixing it. I just, I don't think there's a will to really oppose them in a serious well, just, way. As long as we all, but at least let's all recognize, as the economist said, we were wrong. The 25-year-old bet that, you know, them opening up their markets would bring them into the world community of being nice guys, we were wrong. It failed. It mm-hmm. was a, it was completely wrong. Yeah. But that ship has sailed. That's yeah. over. Yeah. And they're spending their money on trying to dominate the world. Mm-hmm. And not in any way you want to be dominated. No. At least what we try to spread around the world with our uh, our culture and ideas, you, you get to be a sovereign nation and de- de- determine what you want to do and be part of uh, of the world. And right. peaceful. And we don't want people going to war. And China wants to dominate everyone. Yeah. Yeah. The only uh, real hope for mankind for the future is that China's got such crazy demographic problems right now. Of course, the West does, too. But um, I, I realize that saying a nation of 1.3 or is it 4 billion people at this point uh, might be shrinking in the future. It's not that reassuring, but you know, they, they don't have nearly enough kids. They have way too many old people. If you're into the China story, George Will in China this past week writing from Beijing has been pretty, or from Hong Kong has been pretty good. And he sounds scared. Yeah, I haven't been reading Troubled. That. What's he think is going to happen? A huge, brutal crackdown sooner or later? Yeah, but either it doesn't really make any difference. Either way, it will happen eventually if it doesn't happen now. Yeah. And uh, and that's the direction China has been going and is continuing to go, and everybody just needs to wake up and recognize it. Mm-hmm. She is an evil dude. Yeah. Good at his job, though. Yeah. And Corn Pop was a bad dude. Right. She's no Corn Pop. Corn Pop was a bad dude. He'd leave a straight razor out on the rain barrel. Well, you know how you used to do. Well, yeah. Or you'd leave your straight razor out on the rain barrel lid or, or to you could rust bang it overnight. on the curb, right? Yeah. And that's that. Those days, you used to remember the straight razor. You'd bang them on the curb, get yeah. them rusty, put them in the rain barrel, no. get them rusty. No. no, nobody remembers that, Joe. <laughs> no, not a I single don't. person. I apologize. For I'm that. Never, I've never even heard of it. None of the rest of us have ever been in a straight razor fight or seen a rain barrel. Or, or had to take up a six-foot length of chain and wrap it around somebody's head to protect being from being slashed by a But I'm going to wrap this chain around your head. Well, that's so you've said. How <laughs> many onions on your belt, Joe? <laughs> that's a hell of a story. Yeah. You had, you had a tough a tough upbringing. Tough to picture a favorite or pick a favorite, rather, between that and the whole... Record player going into people's home Venezuela thing. God dang it. You walked out into an alley with a six-foot chain to do battle in a knife fight. Right. <laughs> I have not done that. Right. Holy cow. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Uh, so many... Oh, right. Let's get a final thought from uh, Marshall Phillips. Marshall, fire away. Uh, well, I'll tell you, uh, you know, sometimes romance blooms eternal. Sometimes romance fades away. Oh, no. And over the weekend, my brief romantic sprint uh, stumbled and fell. I'm sorry to hear that. I am, too. But, you know, on the other hand, I had a uh, winning session at the uh, gambling parlor. Oh, so yeah. Life uh, balance is out. Right. There you go. <laughs> I can't wait for the deets. Deets? No? Michelangelo, your final thought, please. Oh, yeah, this is Joe Biden dedicating a children's playground in front of parents and small kids. Uh, this metal slide reminds me of how Big John would take a piece of metal from the slide, make a shiv, and stab me with it. <laughs> this wooden seesaw reminds me how, as kids, 
we would take wooden two by fours and hit each other till we were unconscious. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you, go. Yeah, you're funniest bit ever. Positive, Sean. Final thought for us. A special shout out to the A and G listeners who uh, made their way and said hi to me at the charity poker event on uh, yesterday. Uh, one of them actually made it to the final table with me. I'm not the only crusher amongst the A and G uh, listening audience. So it was fantastic. Great to see you. Go to armstrongandgetty.com if you want to see the, the tweets and all the crazy stuff I want. Fabulous. Jack, a final thought to share. Too busy a news day. Too much news for one day to start the week. But they need to start to doling out news in small doses. <laughs> yes. I want the government to get, get involved. Like, this was enough news for one week. For the rest of the week, we just kind of, you know, have fun. The deal is we've got this a little bit backwards, is my final thought. By the way, in Venezuela, we should be allowing people to come here from Venezuela. I know Maduro. Oh, we were talking about race and record players. <laughs> <laughs> Maduro have a record player. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. Oh, boy. So many people to thank. So a little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We've got that video. Joe Biden's tail of corn pop and the pomade and the shower caps and the chains and the knives. The and rain barrel. Uh, our extra large <laughs> podcasts are there. Go get them. See you tomorrow. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> that sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? But I'm going to wrap this chain around your head. Armstrong and Getty.